Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my fiance, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? How much? It's been a good week here. It is February 20th, 1998. Yeah, that means Valentine's Day was a whole week ago now. Yes. <laughs> Are you? I, I, that's a weird thing to say. I don't know. I'm just Christmas like... was a whole two months ago, <laughs> Carol. <laughs> What's the next thing we got coming up here? St. Uh, Patrick's Day? Yes. St. Patty's Day. <laughs> we can watch another Leprechaun movie. Oh, God. No, 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 no. Never ever again. What a terrible, terrible idea that was. Yeah. And it was yours. Yeah, it happened. Leprechaun in space. <laughs> well, this episode of 90210 is full of terrible ideas. Oh, my God. This episode of 90210 is full of terrible ideas, full of terrible acting, yeah. full of terrible characterizations. <laughs> it really was not good. Lost in Las Vegas. I mean, as fun as that sounds, it wasn't fun. To get lost in Las Vegas, yeah, it sounds really fun. I mean, anything. Wake up in the middle of a desert. <laughs> anything having to do with Vegas is usually pretty fun. That's I mean, true. Even getting lost. You know what they? You know what they call it? Lost wages. What? Oh, because of the gambling. Vegas. Yeah, uh-huh. Las Vegas. Right. <laughs> so tell date- that joke to your dad. He'll love it. Everyone listening out there. <laughs> Not your dad, Carol. Gonna say you need a Ouija board for little, that. Little, little late for that. Um, no. So David decides he wants to take everybody to Las Vegas on him, and by every, <laughs> he's paying for it. Yeah, they're not going to Las Vegas <laughs> on him. He's gonna get on all fours. <laughs> Pony ride to Las Vegas, everybody! Climb on my back. <laughs> oh my God! Okay, it's his treat. And by everyone, she means Steve, Claire, and Valerie. Well, no, he invited everybody. They just didn't all come. That's true. Well, no no one came this weekend. <laughs> no, um, nobody. <laughs> uh, Brandon decides to stay home alone. Because he's excited to have the house to himself. Yeah. What a dull, dull stick in the mud he is. This is the same guy that wanted to stay home on Halloween and pass out raisins with his family. Right? <laughs> And then Kelly and what's his name? Matt? Mark? Mark, Mark Reese. Mark Reese. He, they decide to, I don't know, fuck in the control room of the but studio. But they don't because they're not fucking. That's very yeah, clear. They're later. not having sex, I guess. They were making out. And then Donna decides to sit home by the phone and leaf through a magazine until she's needed on set. I, she says she has a lot of studying to do. Right. I assume that she just doesn't want to spend a whole weekend with Crazy David in Las Vegas. Like, crazy David. <laughs> crazy old Maurice. Right. Because, I mean, he is very much, like, gone over the deep end at this point. Oh, yeah. This dude's fucking... He's everywhere, man. I mean, I... Okay. He's an adult. And, like, they're not responsible for him. Yeah. But at the same time, how he's behaving, I feel like should be a big, you know, bat signal that he <laughs> needs help and maybe they shouldn't be like, sure, pay for my weekend in Las Vegas. Right. Maybe they should be like, hey, let's go talk to a doctor, Dave. <laughs> Dr. 
Dave. <laughs> David Silver abducted by prostitutes. <laughs> the Joker. I mean, he already had a threesome with the Marys. I guess he thought his luck was back. Yeah. But anyway, so they go to Las Vegas, and I guess we'll start with that storyline. They drive to Las Vegas from Los Angeles, which is not that far. No, it's about three hours. And he's got a really nice car. I think that was the the car his grandpa left him, yeah. It's the one that his grandpa gave him after he died. And now, I don't think this is as bad as they made it out to be. Oh, my God. But I would have been freaking out. I would have been crying. I would not want him to do it. But In a convertible, it's a little different, too. Because of the wind? Yeah, and if you roll over, I mean, there's like no protection. Right. You're fucking stuff on a sidewalk at that point. God, I didn't even think about that. But um, he decides to go super duper fast. He's like, hey, everybody, let's super see. Super duper. Du- <laughs> <laughs> yes, the car on the odometer, it says 10 miles an hour, 30 miles an hour, 50 miles an hour, super duper fast. <laughs> Shut up. He gets it all the way up to 100, but. 100 miles an hour. He's if he just, were in a DeLorean, he would have already been back in 1955. Right? He's just like, oh, everybody strap in. Let's see what the car can do. And everybody's like, okay, cool. There's a quick montage of everyone clicking their seatbelts, <laughs> which I guess, I don't know if the uh, the FCC was like, we need this to pass the, uh, the safety boards or whatever. Right? Have you ever been up to 100 miles an hour? I don't think so. I, I I would be too scared. I have photographic evidence that I was up to 100 miles an hour. How do you get photographic evidence of that? With a camera, a little Instamatic camera. While you were driving at 100 miles an hour, you took a picture? Yes. Are you fucking crazy? You know where you know where it was, too? Hmm. On the way to Las Vegas. Of course it was. But I mean, that's the only t- place that would be safe, in the middle of the desert with no other cars around. Well, actually, I was in Nebraska. Okay. Where I was on the, I was on Interstate 80. Ooh, see, that's not as safe. You were on a... (laughs) Why? (laughs) Because, like, I'm assuming you're in cornfields. Like, you think there's nobody there, but a tractor could go pulling out of there at any moment. You'd never know because you can't see it because of the corn. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, a desert, you can see for miles and miles and miles. You sound like a little child. (laughs) Have you never driven... Uh, on a freeway in the middle of the Midwest. That's not. I that's, have. We live in the Midwest. That's not how it happens, Carol. You don't just like tractors. Mm-hmm. Don't just lumber out from the cornfields. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna cross uh, this fucking four lane highway <laughs> and assume everything's gonna be fine. But I mean, like, <laughs> it's corn. Like, that's not. <laughs> it's not the same. Like, it's a monster. It's corn! It's children of the corn, okay? They're going to get you. No, I mean, seriously, like, it makes sense to me to do it in the desert. It does not make sense to me to do it in the cornfields. Let me explain to you how... Actually, you have driven with me to Las Vegas. I don't... I have, I don't understand how you don't remember this, but... What the cornfields look like? I do. In Nebraska and Iowa, uh, on Interstate 80, so you're going down, right? And on there's corn on one side, there's corn on the other side. There's a giant fence, like a big barbed wire fence, big fence, okay. fence fence off, fenced off the entire the entirety of the corn. Sure. No tractors are coming out of there. <laughs> okay, maybe not Nothing a tractor. Is coming out of there. <laughs> but 
a car could be because like there are other you know roads that lead out to the freeway and a car could come out in front of you there are and you wouldn't exits, see it coming there are exits and entrances and you do see them coming it's not like the just like it's not like a fucking shoot where it's just like here's a tunnel through the corn and cars are just like zipping out of there that's not how it works Oh my goodness. The on-ramps are long and winding and you see them. But the point is the roads are very straight and there's usually not much traffic at all. I would hope there'd be no traffic if you're going that fast. So it was easy to get up to 100 miles an hour. Was there no traffic or just not much traffic? I think there was no traffic. I don't remember. You should remember. That kind of shit should be burned in your brain for the rest of your life. (laughs) Yeah, like uh, when tractors pull out of uh, fucking <laughs> corn tunnels. It happens, just not on a freeway, okay? Carol's just driving down a like a, a dusty old uh, country road. Exactly. Tractor starts coming out of the cornfield and she's like, ah! It happened, okay? What the fuck? <laughs> I think you saw the movie Maximum Overdrive too many times. I've never seen that movie at all. It's terrible. Hmm. The cars come to life. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So they do arrive in Las Vegas in one piece, despite... Maximum Maximum Overdrive was directed by Stephen King. It's based on a Stephen King short story. It was directed by Stephen King, the assistant director on that movie. Stephen King? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing like fucking stepping right fucking on a joke. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Forget it. No, I want, I want to know your punchline. I'm sorry. The assistant director on that movie? Cocaine. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. You know you love me. Go ahead. With what? They get they get there in one piece. With what? <laughs> what do you think we're doing? I don't know. <laughs> oh my god! This is what happens when we record at um ten eighteen p.m. <laughs> wow! What a late time, right? Why don't you write us what time you thought she was going to say? This is not a 1018 attitude. This is like a four in the morning mindset that you're bringing to this tape. And you're welcome. Anyway. They get to Las Vegas. They check into the casino. And he has this huge suite for just him and Valerie. Like, everybody else he's put in other rooms. Yeah, it's a giant candy bar. But, what? (laughs) What the fuck? You look so confused and worried. Did you think that there was something wrong with me? Because never think that. Oh, it's always something wrong with you. (laughs) You said he's got this huge suite. And I said, yeah, it's a giant candy bar. <laughs> what is 
What's wrong with you? <laughs> what? <laughs> right now, I can breathe. And my face isn't turning four shades of purple. So there's nothing wrong with me. I think he's trying to kill me. Did you take out a life insurance policy as soon as we got engaged? <laughs> yeah, it covers... Uh... <laughs> It covers comedy-related deaths. Asphyxiation due to laughter. Like your own ridiculousness. Okay, so... Trying to do a serious show here. Right, right, right. Um, oh my god, no, this has been a recording. <gasps> You're fucking with me. Yes. <laughs> Although that might have been a good thing. Well, you be the judge. Late Fee 1994 at AOL.com. Should we have recorded this? <laughs> okay, so he checks into this big suite, not no. a candy bar. No, S-I-S-U-I. Jeez, Lou. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're seriously? You spent the last five minutes dying. Not being able to talk, and you're going to ju- bring judgment to me? <laughs> yep. S-U-I-T-E. Very good. You get a gold star. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. He's got a big suite. I don't understand why he didn't just have Steve and Claire in the suite. She said there's more than one bedroom. Because she wants to fuck Valerie. But can't he fuck Valerie and just close the door to their bedroom? Well, I think if he had been nice, he would have done that. Huh? <laughs> Do I agree with you so infrequently that when when I finally do, you're confused? Oh, you think it would have been nice of him to have Steve and Claire stay in the suite? Yes, that thing you said. <laughs> I was just thinking it made more economic sense. I wasn't thinking about it being nice for them. Okay. Well, the suite's probably nicer. Got a nice uh, sectional with a chaise. The hell the chaise? It's a thing that you can lay down on. Interesting. It's part of a couch that's long and you can lay down on it. It's long and you can lay down on it, huh? Sounds uh, fun. Wow. So the the room that Steve and Claire are staying in Uh is room 3003. Yeah. Which, of course, is a reference to... Faking the moon landing by Stanley Kubrick. It is. <laughs> no. That's what people say about The Shining sometimes. Room 213 or whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. It's some conspiracy that people have about the moon landing and stuff. So, there was some other three thing, and then, like... 3003. He kissed her neck three times. Well, that was later, but yeah. And he, and he tipped three his, dollars. Three's his... Yeah. <laughs> nice job, Steve. Three, three's his, his favorite number right. or something like that, too. So and she, Steve has three testicles. <laughs> so, she gets convinced that, like, this is, you know, their number. She has a hunch, and her hunches are always right, and they gotta go bet this money. So, she bets three dollars on a roulette. On three. And loses. Yep. And then she's so pissed off. She's like, that can't be. Something's wrong. This isn't okay. This is a hunch. (laughs) All my hunches are. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, she's having a little temper tantrum. 
It's like, have you never lost at a casino before? Because that's not how it goes. Right. She's really weird. She is weird. So they go back to the room and she's pouting and, you know, just ruminating. What's our room number? On this. And then, yeah, he's like, 3003. And she's like, no. No. The 3003. And he's like, yeah, it's the same fucking thing, you moron. (laughs) Right? But for some reason to her, then it's the double zeros, and that's what clicks in her brain. So So she goes down to, they go down to roulette, and she bets $3 on double zero and wins. Does that pay more than if you bet on a regular number? No. So it's the same as hitting anything else? Correct. Huh. I don't know why I always thought it was like a bigger deal. Is there something that's a bigger deal? No. (laughs) Why? In life? Than the roulette. No, table. that is the that's the pinnacle of human existence. <laughs> is hitting a number in roulette. <laughs> no, I mean like okay, they have um, you know you can bet red or black or even or odd, and uh-huh. you can bet certain sections of the table and all those numbers. The thing that pays the most is a single number bet. Is that more or less than double zero? It's the same. <laughs> okay. Why did they make it special? What are you talking about? Why did they make what special? <laughs> Double zero and zero. They're off to their they side. Don't. They're a different color. Like, it is special. <laughs> zero and double zero exists so that the casino has an advantage in the game. Really? Yes. <laughs> What assholes? They're not so special anymore, huh? (laughs) They're evil. Oh, is it true that all the numbers on the roulette four? (laughs) Oh my god. But you have to see the face that he's making. It's the same face you're making right now, listener. Listening to her. I mean, what the fuck? Your your hair, you look like the bride of Frankenstein right now with the way your hair has been pushed up because she lost her, her headphones and haphazardly put them back on. And I'm going to leave it just for you. You look like a poodle that stuck its head out the window. You're mean. Anyway, yes, it's true that all the numbers add up to 666. I assume that's what you were going to ask. Yeah. That's so fucking weird. I guess. <laughs> but anyway, it pays 35 to 1. Yeah, so. But there are 37 numbers on the roulette wheel if you add 0 and double zero. Meaning you can't, if you bet a dollar on every single one of the numbers... You would lose two dollars every single roll. Hmm. Okay. You'd only lose two dollars. You'd be betting thirty-seven dollars, but you would be guaranteed to lose two dollars on every roll. Yeah, then there's definitely no point in doing that. <coughs> or actually, I guess you'd only lose a dollar because you keep the dollar that on the winning thing. Right. So you would lose thirty-four dollars, and you would win thirty-five dollars. So that no, no. Then you'd be up. No, you'd you'd. I'm sorry, I forgot about zero and double zero. <laughs> you would lose thirty six dollars and you'd gain thirty five dollars. 
So you'd lose a dollar in every single roll. So or they spin. So they go down and she wins on double zero three uh, times. Hundred and five dollars. Because she's only betting $3. Yeah. And then this dude's like, well, I'm going to get down on what you're doing. And he bets 200 bucks, And they win again. And Steve's like, we should bet more. And she's like, no, it's got to be three. Yeah. And then she bets $3 again. They win again. Guy bets 200 again. Wins again. So that's $14,000 to just one. He should have given them some of that money. I agree. Like, that seems rude. Why even have that character there? Yeah. I know. That's what I was thinking, too, when they're walking away. I'm like, why didn't they use that? Yeah. What, you you paid all that money for someone to speak a couple lines. Right. For what? <laughs> and then the, the croupier, the dealer, the roulette dealer, is like, I'll tell you what, ma'am. If I hadn't seen it with my own eyes, I wouldn't believe it. <laughs> a number coming up three times in a row? What is this, your first week? <laughs> I I mean, I've seen it. Yeah, so have I. It's not that big a deal. It's not. He's a fool. I guess, like, maybe they don't gamble much in uh, the writer's room there in Beverly Hills. I guess not. They gamble that we're going to be able to fucking sit through this direct they're writing. Right? So, yeah, so they won, like, $300 total. Yeah, and then they gave a tip to the dealer. And then she said, let's go drink our money. Yeah, essentially, even though uh, alcohol is free in Las Vegas. But she wanted to try some, like, fancy thing. Oh, okay. I don't know. Well, fancy things cost more in Vegas. And <clears throat> in the meantime, David has to gamble $10,000 to get this sweet comped. That's what he says. It never comes back, so who knows? Well, I'm assuming he did gamble. $10,000. I guess. Back before he had bucks his... a hand on this blackjack, you know? Before he had his temper tantrum. Because he lost and he wanted to go try another casino. This casino sucks. Like, none of these people know how to lose in a casino. Like, you know, right. just fucking have some class, people. Exactly. But <clears throat> Valerie was trying to get some. Yeah, she was. And David's just like, mm, I want to go gamble. Like, what the fuck? Like, why'd you bring her and put her up in your room? She was like, we can have some fun in the room and then go gamble. Right. He's like, nah, I'm going to go gamble. He's like, you coming? She's like, no, obviously not. No, but she does. Now, he's obviously, like, fucking manic as hell right now. Yeah, I know someone else who is, too. Hey, that's not nice. Okay. Or true. Sure. By the way. Wow, you look offended. (laughs) Well, you're insinuating that I am mentally ill when I am not mentally ill. Well, not in that particular uh, okay, way. I was going to say. Okay, wait okay. a second now. All right. I, wait a second. But I don't have manic depression. No, you don't. <clears throat> I just got a little Scientist, excited. Scientists are still trying to determine what you have. <laughs> right? Anyway. You've derailed me. I'm sorry. Let me re-rail you. <laughs> Later. Um, (laughs) so David gets pissed and wants to go to another casino. Yeah. And on the way they run into, uh, well, he runs into two. I was going to say, he he is one person. Yeah. Cause, uh, Valerie's like, no, I'm tired. I'm going to our room. Yeah. He, uh, runs into two ladies outside while they're trying to get a cab and he invites them to join him. Why David? 
Why? You have Valerie up in your room right mm-hmm. now. If you yeah. want to get some, go get some from the girl that's not going to charge you because these two are obviously pros. All right. And, I mean, I think, like, he was just cashing in on his prior luck because he had a threesome with the Marys. I guess. So he's like, oh, of course, I'm magical and I can get threesomes anywhere I want. So he's like, yes, it's Vegas. I'm getting a threesome. That's right. If he went, if he drove down a uh, Iowa highway, <laughs> there would be a threesome of tractors <laughs> emerging from the corn. Oh, shut up. Uh- <laughs> But, I mean, like, anybody could see he's being set up. It's yeah. so obvious. But, you know, he's out of his mind. And very drunk. Yeah, absolutely. He was hammered. So, they're like, hey, let's go back to our hotel and have some fun first. Like, yeah. why are you leaving the hotel you have a suite in to go have some fun? I don't know. Like, get it together, David. But he goes with them, and they drug the shit out of him <laughs> and rob him. They even took his pants. Yeah, they took his clothes. They took his cash, his credit cards. They left his wallet lying open to the picture of Donna. Right. They're like, oh, I I always love to think about how they're going to explain themselves when they're all in their underwear and stuff. This must be a sweetie. (laughs) It's fucked up. Yeah. Like, the whole situation with Donna is fucked up. Yeah, and why does he have the picture of her from the opening of the shot in his wallet? Well, I mean, that's not weird. They knew each other, like, you know. I'm just saying it's because it's the picture from the opening of the show. That's what's weird. Mm. Wait, you mean the opening of this season or? (laughs) I don't know why that matters. Well, because I thought you were saying it was an old picture. But now I'm wondering if you're just coming I'm commenting on how weird it is that it's from the opening of the show. An event that in the mythology of the show shouldn't have taken place. I mean, is David like, uh, oh, this is from the credit sequence that we shot. (laughs) Got it. Okay. So he is lost in Las Vegas. The title of the episode. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) All pass out. And... (laughs) Luckily, you know, he wakes Meets up. Meets an old woman who's uh, keeping birds. What? It's the uh, Home Alone to Lost in New York reference. Oh. No, but like when he wakes up, he luckily he wakes up. Like he was in major danger of not waking up. <laughs> he was in major danger. Because <laughs> they said like, oh, he, he, felt, he passed out faster and harder than anybody else. And right. The one's like, oh, is he had a head start. Is this information that's going to come back later? No. Nope. Just like everything else in the episode, no. Yeah, it's weird. Because, yeah, I thought, oh, my God, he's going to be in, like, serious trouble. Like, Yeah, that's what I thought, too. End up in the hospital. He's going to need his stomach pumped or something like that, and then the doctor's going to be like, hey, <clears throat> you have a mental disease. That would have been awesome. You should be in the writer's room. That would have been the perfect way to end this fucking episode. But instead, he somehow finds his way with no money or underwear. Well, no, he has underwear. No money and no pants. Back to the hotel he came from. Right. I assume he just called them. That makes sense. Or maybe took a cab or something. But he has no money. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, so, and that wasn't even his hotel room. Like, those girls rented that hotel room. Yeah. Wouldn't they have had to give it a name? Yeah, like, couldn't he call the police? I would think so. But I don't think he did, because he was so embarrassed. Like, whatever. You, You got, like, 
robbed. That's not embarrassing. No. I mean, I guess the fact that he thought he was getting laid and instead got robbed is a little embarrassing. Well, like he said, he was out of control. Well, yeah, at least he recognizes that. So that's supposed to be like the thing that shows him like, oh, you've got a problem. But he won't talk to anybody. He won't talk to Claire or Steve or Valerie. So they call Donna and tell her to get on a plane. Yeah. And she walks in like she's his mother or something. Like, how could you guys let him do this? You're not being his friend. Yeah, this is, you know, she, your fault. she gives everybody a talking to. Like, what the fuck, Donna? And then she's like, David, I'll never let anything like this happen to you ever again. Mm-hmm. What? What? Like, when did you become in charge of him? Because you're not. And what is, yeah, what's going on? She goes, she's like, where, where is he? And Valerie goes, she's in our room. And he goes, oh, our room? Which one's our room? You're not dating him. <laughs> you, you started dating him and then you broke up. Like, I don't understand. What the fuck? Yeah, well, and him and Valerie used to date, too. So, like, they both have an equal amount of claim in that way. Yeah, this this attitude that she's taking on is weird. Yeah. But he obviously wants her to because she, he's he's like, oh, I'm so glad you're here. Right. So, you know, whatever. I'm sure she'll get him mental help or whatever. Yeah. But, like, we've already been through this with him with drugs. Yep. Now we're going through it again with, like, manic depression. If I was Brian Austin Green, I'd be like, can I have a different storyline? Right. Can something else happen to me? Can something nice happen with, like, one of the girls instead of it always being shit, too? Right. Like, Ugh, <sighs> very frustrating. Oh, and Ray Pruitt was there. Yeah. Young Al Calavici from an <laughs> ep- ep- episode of Quantum Leap, A Ray. Leap for Lisa. I feel like the it was... season four finale. Hmm? The season four finale. Oh, okay, yeah. Everybody's super nice to him, and it's irritating. It is irritating. He doesn't deserve this it. This dude was a, a, a woman abuser, and when Donna gets there, she just like gives him a one-armed hug and a kiss on the cheek. Yeah. She's like, thanks for calling Ray. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, and like Valerie hugged him when she first saw him, and like she watched him push Donna down the stairs. Do none of these write none of these writers' moms or or girlfriends or wives have ever been abused, and it shows. <laughs> or I mean, at least I'm, didn't know. I mean, I'm glad for you guys, but like, this is not how abusive relationships or men work, right? And it's a really bad message to give to girls to be like, oh, well, you know, they change though, <laughs> right? Where's that fiance that he had, by the way? No mention of her. That's true. Oh, and uh, she's dead. And David was inviting him to come play at the club with him, and you know that him and Valerie own together now because they're yeah, partners. Please don't bring Ray back into the show. Yeah, please. I don't want to. I don't want to see him every week. No offense to Jamie Walters, but that would make me sad. Um, <clears throat> as far as the other storylines, like, there's really only two ish. Donna kind of intersects with the, you know, she's doing nothing until they call her, essentially. But, yeah, there's Kelly and Mark, and that's a very brief storyline. He wants to get laid. the weirdness of Brandon. Yeah. He wants to get laid. She doesn't want to get laid. She buys him sheets. That's the story. Like, what the fuck was that whole thing? They do a lot of kissing and stuff like that. Yeah. These are 300 thread counts. She's acting like Donna. 
She is. It's weird. Well, he's like, I'll just, I won't, we won't have sex. I'll just hold you all night. But other parts of my body have a mind of their own. She's like, I don't want to know about that. <laughs> you know, you've had sex with other people, right? Right. Like, why are you acting like a prude? You were fucking about to climb on top of a drug dealer to score <laughs> some cocaine. I, you can't. You can't go back to being a virgin after that. Sorry. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, she, that, that whole storyline's weird. The, the one thing that where it intersects with Brandon is he needs to pick up something from the station and he sees them making out in the station and he looks like kind of like... Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, he's upset. Whatever. Yeah, that's what... Mm, 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 means. And then his whole storyline is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Yeah, this is weird. So... This red-headed woman sits down at the peach pit and orders a coffee and then says, Dad brings it to her and he's like, I don't want this. Hmm. She's like, he's like, what? What is going on? She's like, I changed my mind. And then she just kind of sits. She's like, can I just sit here? He's like, uh, sure. <laughs> and the whole time, Brandon, like my dad, with some joke that no one has laughed at, it repeats the same joke over and over again, where he's talking about Ned. It's the same old oh, menu, yeah. and it's new prices. So you're right. Same net, new prices. <laughs> you got robbed. Same story, new prices. And she's like, "What are you talking about?" It's the stupidest joke, and he just keeps saying it in this scene. Yeah, that is weird. I didn't even really think about that. Um, so she says that she was robbed. She came here to uh, meet her fiancé. Mm-hmm. They're going to get married. He moved out here first, I guess. To prepare things for her? I suppose. Yeah, he prepared some stuff. Right. Uh, and she got robbed at the bus station. <clears throat> and she doesn't know what to do. Now, this actress, I'm sorry, red- <laughs> redheaded woman whose name I didn't look up. This actress is such a bad actress. Oh, my God. And this story is like one of those stories, oh, I got robbed and I don't know where to go and all this stuff. I was like, yeah, they're getting conned. Yeah. And she doesn't sound believable, so they're clearly getting conned. But guess what, guys? Spoilers. (laughs) Everything that happens with her, all the stuff we're about to tell you. Nope. It was just, this is, this, this is, she's being honest the entire time. Yeah, it's so fucking weird. So Nat's like, have a complimentary breakfast with on me, and we'll figure out where you're supposed to go to meet your fiance. So, like, I'm guessing maybe she didn't want the coffee because she couldn't pay for it. Yeah, I get, maybe she realized that she couldn't pay and for that's it. That's why she's like, I don't want. She's this. like, oh yeah, I don't have money. Yeah, I mean that would be awful to go there not know anybody and like lose all your money and your stuff. And fuck yeah, she's very lucky that she met Brandon because he takes care of everybody. That's what he does. She tried to follow the path to Orange County, right? But it did not work out for her. Well, and that's the thing too is that at one point, so they go to the hotel where he's there, where Phil is supposed to be staying, and he's left two days ago. Mm-hmm. Where she's supposed to be meeting him at this hotel, so what the fuck, Phil? And so Brandon's like, here's my number. This is my house. He called, you know, if, if, he, if he, you hear from him, tell him to call this number. This is where she'll be. And she's like, well, go to your house. And she, he's like, yeah. And she's like, I don't know. How do I know I can trust you? And he's like, aren't I supposed to be the one saying that? And it's like, no. 
<laughs> I mean, I thought she was a, a con artist, so I thought you had something to be worried about. But it just it does turn out that she is just a lonely woman from Chagrin Falls, Ohio, birthplace of Doug Kenny. <laughs> uh, and she's new in Los Angeles. She's completely on her own. And some stranger she's never met is like, hey, I'll just take you to my house. Yeah, she should be worried. Yeah, I'd be very worried. <laughs> I think the whole thing's insane. And then the guy does call. So I have a yeah. question about that. Like, why is he checking back in in a hotel that he has checked out of? I don't know. Like, I assumed he was just going to disappear. But then he, like, did he feel guilty? And it was like, hey, was she there? Oh, maybe that. I guess that makes sense. And so he calls, and she's like, oh, I'm going to come over, you know, and everything. And I'm thinking he's coming over with guns. And gonna <laughs> They're going to rob him, yeah. Kill and rob Brandon. But instead, he comes over, and he's like, uh, we don't get to hear this, because Brandon goes to to have a phone call with months. Yeah. Another thing that never comes back or has any bearing on it at all. Oh, yeah. He He's going to get uh, Steve's paper and turn it in for him. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. <clears throat> Steve stole Brandon's paper. Yeah. I assume that will come into handy next episode. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, then he leaves. Phil leaves, and she's he's like, what's, what's going on? And he's like, yeah, he met somebody else. Two days after he got there. So he's, But he didn't tell her. Right. So that's it. That's over. Yeah. Well, and then Brandon... No, it's not that's it. That's over. No, not the storyline's not over, but their relationship oh, is over. okay. Because then later that night, they're sitting there drinking wine by candlelight on right. the couch. I'm like, what is Brandon, happening right what are you, now? Were you trying to get her to forget him? <laughs> like, what's going on? But, like, nothing romantic happens between them at no, all. No, but, yeah. It certainly had that vibe. Set decorator was like, this is going to look like a like a Cinemax movie. <laughs> it was weird. The whole thing's weird. And then Brandon buys her a ticket and sends her back to Ohio. What's that? Emmanuel. Hmm? Never heard of Emmanuel. Only in Christmas carols? It's, it's like, uh, what about uh, Red Shoe Diaries? You know what the Red Shoe Diaries? No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. It's like softcore pornography. Uh, like Cinemax. Yes. You, I don't pay attention to the names of those shows. You just watch the shows. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, she goes back to Chagrin Falls, Ohio to see Doug. No, Doug Kenny's dead. But. So, and that's it. Yep. Like, nothing comes of that. We'll never see her again. She's actually gone to join the bodies in the desert. Yeah, that's the plane's going to crash. <laughs> Directly on the pile. Oh, it's so weird. Like, do they just do that to fill time? They must find something better to fill the time. Months comes and months comes and gets the fucking papers later, and it's just like, hey, why do I keep doing this? Oh, because Steve Sanders. Bye. Yeah. Why did you have him on call? Like, why was he on the call sheet for this episode? <laughs> Brandon could have turned in Steve's like, paper. You don't. They don't use their resources wisely in any way. No, no. They had stuff they could have, you know, gone with that they didn't, and stuff they went with they shouldn't have. Anyway, but that is the episode. It is <laughs> for better or worse. Yeah. So you can write us at latefee nineteen ninety four awol dot com. Mm-hmm. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Yes. And share the tapes with your friends. Hey, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.